At Amigo Rico, Amigo Pobre Podcast, we believe in the power of knowledge, communication, and shared experiences. Our channel is dedicated to fostering healthy financial conversations and equipping individuals with tools to navigate their financial journey. Welcome, guys, to today's podcast with Amigo Rico, Amigo Pobre. Today, I have the pleasure of having my friends with me, and we want to discuss a little bit about your career change. Um, most importantly, I, I want to go ahead and say that they were awesome educators. My wife was a teacher of the year <laughs> before she decided to quit. <laughs> now they're both um, active real estate investors. And I believe Danny has a question for you guys, for the viewers. Nah, yeah. uh, I'm the like, other person. <laughs> you forgot to say. <laughs> well, I'll let Danny introduce you. <laughs> no, Jose, um, I, I always looked up to him whenever we met. Um, I always thought he was ahead of, in life because you'd achieved your, your dream of becoming an educator. So I always found it admirable. Um, but again, to, to say uh, at least now, you're an active real estate investor, and I'm proud of that. And um, like I said, Tanya has a question for you guys. Yes. <laughs> so um, that was that must have been like a very difficult, or maybe it wasn't difficult. Maybe it was a very easy decision to do or to to make. Um, so tell, tell, what I want to know is tell us about your journey, right? As an educator. So what kind of degree do you have, if any, um, what, what, how was your work-life balance, right? Like, what did you love about teaching? What did you, what did you find most challenging? Um, so we'll, we'll start with that. So I'll, I'll go with, I don't know, nose goes, who goes? Go ahead, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have a teaching license K through six. Um, and then I also have an ELL endorsement, so I can teach English as a second language, pre-K through 12. And then I went back and I got my master's in second language acquisition. And so I taught for nine years. That's a long time. Total. It's a long time. It was, um, so becoming a teacher was my dream since I was a little girl and I wanted to help others. I wanted to help students that like immigrants who came to this country and didn't speak the language because I could relate to them. And so I went out, got my degrees, and that's what I did for nine years. Um, and as far as my work and life balance, I feel like it, I, it was pretty well um, during work hours, like you're on like nonstop, you mm -hmm. don't really get a break. But then, like, you have summers and you have all these little breaks, like, built in. So that was kind of nice to have. So you say you have, like, a, a manageable work life. Yes. Yeah. So you weren't, like, going home and working more. No. You're I mean, I would, but not. Also, I didn't have kids. <laughs> so it was more manageable. Okay. Now that I have kids, I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But before, like, I could afford to spend an hour or two checking emails, responding to parents, or mm -hmm. prepping my classes for the next day. So what did you say? What would you say you absolutely loved about teaching? I, my favorite part was helping my students learn a language and like just seeing their growth because you can see like rapid growth immediately 
And also I kept my students for several years mm. because it was elementary school. So like I had some students from kindergarten all the way through fourth. So like I really like made it until my classroom was just like a family, like a community. And so like by the time they got to fourth grade, like they were my kids. Mm -hmm. Like we had a strong connection. Mm -hmm. And so um, just seeing their growth just overall, like, yeah. you know, social and then academic. Um, it was just wonderful. And it was rewarding. Yeah, it, it was, was very rewarding. rewarding. And helping the parents too, because yeah. I got to do a lot of that. Just like helping the parents with resources mm -hmm. and translating and um, even guiding them, like advocating for their uh, kids mm -hmm. and, you know, asking for more resources and more interventions and all that. And helping them. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you think would be the most challenging thing, would you say, about Meeting the students' needs. So, obviously, when they come from another country, they have a lot of needs. Like, it, you know, sometimes it's just, like, getting them clothes. Okay. And sometimes it's, like, oh, my God, this child was not in school because maybe he was detained in immigration for six months, and they're so far behind. Um and just like the gaps in schooling and trying to catch them up. It was just very challenging. That's a lot of work. Oh, the outside resource, like outside circumstances that you had very little oh, yeah. control of. No control. Yeah. Well, I must have learned out. Um, what about you, Jose? Tell, tell us about uh, your journey of becoming an educator. So like what kind of degree do you have? Let me start with that. All right. So my degree is in, in I know this because it's in my diploma, interdisciplinary studies. Uh, which just means I'm licensed to teach fourth through eighth in any subject. So my first uh, adventure started in middle school, and that's where I stayed throughout my seven, almost seven years of teaching. That's awesome. So what, what, um, what do you, did you find so rewarding about teaching? Uh, I guess to add on to what Claudia was mentioning personally, I, I enjoyed the resource creation the application of uh, using those resources. So uh, looking at the curriculum, when I first started teaching, not really understanding, like how am I supposed to apply this in the time frame that we're supposed to do it before testing um, and have the kids, you know, grow in a matter of months, sometimes weeks with so many changes. Uh, but I always enjoy the resource creation and the application, just coming up with a lesson plan I enjoyed it a lot more as I gained more experience. Obviously, the first uh, few years was challenging to me because it was very new. Uh, and working with veteran teachers, having to feel like I needed to catch up. But that really was the one thing that I really, really enjoyed. Is the creation of your license, lesson plans and the resources? Yes. Like that kind of stuff? Yeah. That sounds really structured. That's awesome. Well, I, I like the structure because if you, you can, it's a, you're creating a roadmap. Therefore, you can see you can anticipate what the end is going to look like. Yeah, yeah, especially with testing. Like you have that, that must have been. Well, with testing, we had no control about testing uh -huh. uh, or the type of questions. So we it was all like, a, a, we created a roadmap based on the standards, but the testing could be all over the place. That sounds slightly stressful. Um, <laughs> well, I will point stressful. out that both of your answers talk about how you guys enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It was something you wanted to do. Yeah. So I think that's something to admire. You know? Yeah, definitely. You you did it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. Seven years is a long time. Nine years is a long time. 
to me, one year would sound like a long <laughs> ass time. Uh, the first year, I remember, it did feel like a very long yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say the first year is the longest. <laughs> yeah. The second year, I don't really remember it. It was over before I started. And after that, it became a routine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, focusing on the structure part, because I enjoyed it, um, during the school day, we get a lesson period, uh, lesson planning period and time which usually was not enough. Okay. Actually, it was never enough. Therefore, my work-life balance didn't really, um, wasn't very structured because I tended to go home and then, or stay after school, finish the work, anticipating what we were, resources we were gonna need, and then go home and- Work on it. Work on additional resources, follow up on the emails, or grading. Grading was one of the parts that I really did not enjoy because there was no structure to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so you did bring stuff home, like you did. So you worked really long hours. You saw it. Sometimes I was roped into grading, and oh, I'm really? like, I tried to do the tests. No, she wasn't. It and was I was looking at this. She's just checking I was to make just, sure. She, she saw me from the distance. <laughs> <laughs> it looks hard. Um, you but, something embarrassing? She gave me a test once and I failed it from her elementary school students. <laughs> well, jokes on you. Jokes on the state because you're a successful business owner. So, um, Common Core Math was fun. Oh, I, did you have to do any, did you guys have to do any like extracurricular activities like on top of your hours that you're supposed to be in there? I didn't have to do. It wasn't like a requirement, but I did do tutoring after school for several years. And then I did summer tutoring mm -hmm. as well. Okay. What about you? Uh, so I needed to state I was my, I taught math during my middle school time. So even though I could teach any subject, I, I was placed in math and I stuck with math. So that was to a benefit. And since it was middle school, there are extracurricular activities. So for us, it, it was highly encouraged. I'm going to put that in quotes that you needed to be doing something. So as uh, Mel in middle school, I took on coaching for <laughs> soccer because apparently that's what I was good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your days were even longer during the soccer season. During the soccer season, it uh, even before soccer season, because any role that I've taken, I like to take it seriously mm -hmm. and structure it. So. I, I took it to where it's my responsibility, therefore we need to do preseason and, mm. and set up schedules and uh, tryouts and all that. Mm. So it started before it actually started. Yeah, well, that sounds, that's, uh, I, I know this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see here, again, back to my original point, you guys seem to have enjoyed it mm -hmm. and you wanted to do it and, and you did it. I mean, you, yeah. you went, you got yourself an education <laughs> <laughs> and uh, highly educated. Um, what do you miss about it now that you guys have basically made the shift and are no longer educators? With me, I, so my shift, I decided to quit teaching and just focus on investing. And also we have two young kids. So after I had the second one, I decided to stay home and focus on them. Um, that was a question. What, what do I what miss? Do miss? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, let me just say nothing. I got everything out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious for yeah. our viewers who might have 
the job of their dreams and maybe may yeah. potentially still strive to carry on or are in the fence about making a jump out of it. Yeah. I miss the community. So I miss like going to work and hanging out with like my peers, other teachers and the kids and the families and um, being known in the grocery store even like, you know, just no. <laughs> like, I don't miss that. But no, just like the community behind it all. Just well, because I will share, you know, at, at home, I saw the struggle in her body. Just, oh, my God, I'm leaving my dream job. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving a good, secure job. And like you said, she, she loved it. And I did. And what advice would you give someone who is in love with their job, has all the benefits that they could possibly need? Because debatable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know very very good income you know you we we can thank her income for a lot of the stuff we were able to do during her job mm -hmm. so what advice would you give someone when they're trying to decide whether they should stay write it out for another 30 years or whatever it is versus <laughs> to the job jump. i guess what i did was look at my priorities which at that instant and till this day is my children so i just wanted more flexibility in my day to spend more time with my kids. So just whatever it is that it's like your top priority, I would say focus on that. And if your job is keeping you from it, find another way. Find another way. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like the mentality as like your ultimate goals, right? So then you adjust your decisions to so get you to where to you want to be. There yeah. versus why can't I get there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Versus looking for options instead of, oh, it must be nice. Yeah. This is how I'm gonna live my life forever. Only see my kids two hours a, a day during right. the school oh, yeah. year. And I did not want to do that. I did not want to only see my kids two, three hours a day. Yeah. Like why even have kids? That was my but that's just me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanna spend the most time with them. Yeah. Especially when they're little, they yeah. grow up so fast. Yeah. Um, so that that is that. Thank you for asking that, Eduardo, um, because that was going to be one of my questions. So it's like, what what um, what made you decide to pivot? And it's your kids. It's your kids for you. Uh -huh. So what what was the the pivoting point for you? Like what 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 happened? What was going through your mind, or that you decided that this career choice is no longer it for me? Mm, well, let me start with uh, the part where. Uh, I miss the collaboration, the peers, you know, and yes, the interaction with the the community. Um, that part I missed, but now that I I've pivoted into tech as my full time job and full time investor as well, uh, I've found that elsewhere too. I have it right here in this room, uh, and it didn't require you know four year education for that. It's been a lifetime, of course. <laughs> um, for me, as far as the, the pivot, it, it was not an easy decision, but I realized that in, in me as an educator, I didn't really have the path, a structured path of growth because I only saw two options. Either I get go back to school, get certified and become highly trained in a specific field essentially maybe a professor, maybe a, a coach, an instructional coach, or I become a principal, administrator. 
And I didn't like either of those options till I was 65. So uh, what I would recommend to people who might be in love with their job, because I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I really like, I loved um, what I was doing at the moment in time uh, with its own struggles is to make sure you also focus on things that you love about your life outside of school. Mm-hmm. Because that's what was one of my things that I realized that I enjoyed working, again, creating lesson plans while creating something outside of work, like a hobby. So it wasn't easy to find out what can I do outside of teaching that can pay the bills. But in my mind, it, even though it wasn't an easy decision, I realized that I needed to take a step into uh, technology. And if I didn't like that, try something else. But it started with just trying something outside of education. Taking a risk. Uh, essentially, yes, taking a risk. Uh, because you just don't know what's on the other side until you go through the door. Yeah. And I remember as the, you know, the, the spousal point of view is you are really struggling to figure out like, what do I do next? And that's, <laughs> that's a really hot, because I mean, we're all there at one point in our lives. Right. And that's like a, the possibilities are endless, which is like fantastic, but that's also can be so daunting. Mm. So, um, I like how you looked for opportunities. You tried something, you're like, Oh, and then you went for it. And that takes a lot of courage leaving something that you love. Yeah. I was, I was going to share something to your point that we being the spouses, they answer the question so calmly. Right. <laughs> but it was not calm. It was not calm <laughs> at all. There was a lot of minty bakeries. <laughs> there really was. And uh, I'm curious to hear from you. Well, let me just tell you kind of my, my thought process. Uh, Claudia would ask me, you know, what should I do? And you don't want to be the person that kills your spouse's dream. I mean, that might be your thing. <laughs> <laughs> my therapist said don't do that. <laughs> But you know, <laughs> I mean that was that was kind of the the decision I was facing. Like I want to help, and you know, I my jump my leap was a million years ago. Uh, I want to help, but I don't want to tell her, hey, but to quit, or hey, screw your job, go we'll find another one. You know where 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 do you draw the line where like I can say that and I can say that like. I can say that. How, what was your experience? My experience was, like I said, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's best. I don't want to. I just try to support her and say whatever you decide is okay. And I remember that vividly because she would say that's that answer. <laughs> <laughs> what should I do? I wanted more guidance. <laughs> you talked to the wrong person. <laughs> well, our dynamics is different. So yeah. that's, that's, that's. Yeah. yeah. That's what, so that's really funny, and I love that you approached it so delicately. About the year To me, it was an easy decision. I when when because COVID really changed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, from well, everybody from a societal standpoint, um, you saw how it changed everything. But it especially impacted the teachers and parents, right? With that, with that piece, when when all of these new rules that change from day to day, 
um, and the kids and, and all of that. And that, that was tough. That was tough to, to, you know, see, I'm sure it was mm -hmm. extra stuff to live in. So to me, it was an easy decision. I'm like, why haven't you went home? Why haven't you left? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're smart. You're capable. You're young. You pivot. Right. So to me, I was like patiently waiting for him to come to the conclusion himself. Mm. Dropping hints here and there. <laughs> Leave! No, 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 no. Have you seen Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer? Just dropping hints just like that. No. Oh, but I haven't. I haven't, I haven't either. either. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not entirely sure what it's about. Mm -hmm. I want to see the Barbie movie though. Um, but for, for us, um, I, you were looking for ideas of what to do and and I'm glad you didn't come to me because I'm on the same boat. I don't know what to do, right? Tyler came to me. <laughs> I was like, I know this isn't it. You feel like this isn't it. So it's just asking, um, I asked some questions like, why do you want to leave? What is next for you? How will you get there? What resources are available to you now so that you can have an exit strategy? Because to us, an exit strategy was really important. We didn't want to quit a career that is stable that mm -hmm. has you know that you have jobs, job security with benefits into into the unknown because that can be really scary mm -hmm. i mean we don't have kids um but the we have scary, scary. <laughs> <laughs> and um so i think part of my role in that decision was just um making sure that whatever that he decided i asked him to truly research it like truly research that that field, research the opportunities. Because one thing that, like he said, is that there was no opportunity for growth that he saw. So um, I kind of, I didn't make any decision for you. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't think. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> You're on your own. She did uh, not. <laughs> Bling twice and she's lying. Um, so... I think I just think I just forced you to research it so that once you did make that decision, you felt confident about it. Mm -hmm. And anytime that you, because there's doubts, did I make the right decision? So, you know, mm -hmm. like yes. there was there was doubts, like oh snap, like yo, something happened. You're like I should have stayed. I could have X Y Z. I could have this this this. Well, could have would have should have, right? Well, you're not there. Um, and I I try to enforce the possibilities, the possibilities of the unknown, which can be absolutely terrifying mm -hmm. but also exciting because for once in his adult life he has options for growth mm -hmm. and flexibility during the day and you can't leave you children you, unattended <laughs> right no so um i think yeah. that's how i i did not make the decision no but that's how i didn't make the decision <laughs> that's exactly how i didn't <laughs> i love but, it but still very proud of both of you um for naming. oh it was a huge leap a huge decision yeah and i, I can only imagine it being hard yeah there's nothing easy about it though it doesn't seem what well, to you know twist to an, to an extent, extent. Yeah. well because here's the thing i love how you said research this find your other option then everybody here's different and mm -hmm. i don't know what i might have said but it was nothing close to that i think i was just like just do it <laughs> I mean, like, what's the worst that can happen? That's typically my go-to mm -hmm, answer. Yeah. Like, what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. And that would be my advice. You know, do it. Figure it out later. Mm -hmm. Not research. 
I hate for someone to get research. What is it called? Um, analysis, analysis paralysis. paralysis. Like, I could do this. I could do that. Here's the thing. If you burn all your bridges, there's no way back. <laughs> uh-huh. Is that and, what some of my people said? <laughs> they leave the company. So um, I, I thought it was interesting listening to your answer about telling your research. I don't know that I told you anything that valuable. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, guys, you guys, I think probably why you didn't necessarily say those words but i'm sure you have that peace of mind because of your investments like you guys have a strong portfolio and you as you have a a strong um business so i think it it helped would you you i would agree because i would be like doing math and i'm like okay i think we make my salary in investments so i felt confident saying okay i'm gonna stay at home take care of the babies uh, because we have all this other income, passive income, um, that we can rely on. And so, yeah, that was a big factor. How does that feel? It feels great. <laughs> <laughs> it feels great to say, you know what, I don't have to work for a little bit if I don't want to. Until you pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, and then tax season comes along. <laughs> And it's not so great. Well, we'll ask the same question. <laughs> this time in uh, a couple months. <laughs> July. That's awesome. Yeah. It feels yeah. good. That's well, I, like I, said, I still want to encourage people to take the lead. Yeah. It's, it's only for your benefit. No one's mm-hmm. going to take the lead for you. Yeah. You know, even if you drop hints and you mm-hmm. say, do this and move on and try this thing, no one's going to do anything for mm-hmm. you. No. You have to really wanted it one one advice i can give is the networking part uh was very the the and my my mind shifted where i started asking people what can i do outside of education because i noticed during the pandemic that some teachers pivoted Uh to other uh opportunities that they had already contemplated before Uh so i was asking them i changed who i was asking the question not my an immediate circle is because at the same time I felt like they didn't have the answer I wanted. Uh-huh. So I started asking people that I wouldn't not normally ask. And that's where the opportunity arose where somebody's husband was in a boot camp and I joined that boot camp. And that was the domino effect where I just did it. That led me to where I am today. And even today, I don't I realize that I don't feel attached to my current role as a as in, in tech. I mean, because now, before I get stuck in the mindset of this is comfortable, well, now comes the shift of what happens if I don't work, but I can still make money as an investor. Mm-hmm. So now I'm exploring other options before I get feel stuck again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that, it's that mindset shift, too, I think, in you um, that I saw of um, there are possibilities out there. So you didn't limit yourself. Uh, right, because limiting belief can be very crippling. Speaking from experience and limiting belief, but mm. well, like you've mentioned, uh, and I think a previous episode, I know what I don't want, and I don't want to go back to what the the type of management of lifestyle that I had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> That's my nightmare. Like literally, I had a nightmare. When I was back in school, and I didn't know what class I was going in. I was going to get an F kind of great thing it <laughs> okay well i do want to share something as well i think you guys have done 
great by looking into your future. The sooner you start, the sooner you get to where you want to be. I think you guys are super highly educated um, in general. You're just highly educated. Therefore, I would I expect nothing but greatness from you guys. So you guys know I am not super highly educated. <laughs> I have a very low GPA. Um, but if I can do it, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> you guys can sure as hell get, get it done and probably faster and I'm here to help if I, you need my help and you're going to make it. You're going to make it wonderful and it's going to be worth it at the end. And I think that's why we're um, doing this, recording it, because 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now, you're going to look back and be like, oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember that like, cute conversation. Yeah. I don't even talk to the lawyer no more. I'm broke compared to me now. Claudia <laughs> <No. laughs> will never allow that. To <laughs> well, never I'll do. keep an eye on him. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I want. I do want to say you're super smart, though. You're you are. Brilliant. You're incredibly intelligent. It's, yes. I don't want to talk bad. And about creative. It. Yes, very. You're slowly. You said it. You just. You're just things. not a good student. Yes. You're not. Not highly educated. You're just not a good student. And which <laughs> is different. Yeah. you feel good or bad? <laughs> Am I being for all of you that? not good students out there? You can do it. Believe in yourselves. <laughs> um, <clears throat> believe in yourselves and uh, all it takes is that first step forward mm -hmm. yes just, just do it mm -hmm. baby steps whatever is realistic mm -hmm. to you well thank you guys so much for being in this podcast with with us and uh, we'll see you guys next time right. thank stay you. tuned bye bye